Some businesses succeed, some don't. Then there are those that seem to have been around forever. The true entrepreneurial success story. How did they do it? What was their vision? What makes a success? In this special episode for Ion Annapolis, we speak with the true success stories, those business owners that have been around for decades, learn from their successes and failures. Now, here's host John Fernay. Well, we're back here at 801 Chase Street. Is that the address? Did Welcome I get it right? back. Okay, yes, we're at Maryland Hall, and I got something in the mail the other week, which was very interesting. It said that you are celebrating 40 years, and I said, well, there's no better person to talk to than Margaret Davis, who's the CEO and uh, president, uh, is that what they is? call me, <laughs> um, at Maryland Hall. But I didn't realize uh, 40 years struck me as, as very surprising. How so? I just didn't think it, I didn't think, I knew it was, it had been around for a long time, but I would have, I would have pictured it in probably the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not mm-hmm. think it would be 40 years. That's right. Um, well, it which is, is exciting. Yeah. And which shows you how forward thinking the founders really were in creating it and in saving this gorgeous structure. Well, it's, it's yeah. true. And I mean, this is, this is part of our legacy business series. I mean, although you're not, well, you are a business, but I mean, we it's, are a uh, business. <laughs> um, we were just talking before we started recording about how you had a UB40 concert in here last That's night, right. which might, might surprise you. Yeah. It, uh-huh. Again, it might surprise a lot of people. Sure. Well, that's the um, new Maryland Hall. So I'm really, it's a delight to talk to you, John, always. And you know the community so well as we were talking. And 40 years is middle age. No, no middle age crisis here is what I say. <laughs> we're just uh, really rocket powered for a very successful future. And UB40 is a great example of how the new Maryland Hall uh, is developing a lot of new programming, developing new audiences, really reaching out in ways it hasn't had the opportunity to in the past. Well, where, where did it start? Take us, take us back 40 years ago. Um, and I know, I know that you weren't here. You've only been here two <laughs> and... Not quite two. Not, okay. I, I'm headed towards two, and I'm, um, I, you know, I'm very November? grateful to... Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. You've got a good memory. <laughs> okay. You obviously know Maryland Hall very, very well. Uh, you, I learn something new every day, and I'm always pleased well, to do that. Well, one thing that I, I appreciate that most events here at Maryland Hall, you're on the forefront. And you're the one that's coming out and you're welcoming people to Maryland Hall, okay? I, you're, feel, you're, I feel strongly about that. Welcome to my living room. That's right. And uh, Welcome to our house is really what it is. This is our house is your house. Mi casa, su casa. But it's really... Look at, look at that. You're bilingual and everything. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> it's about it, John. <laughs> hey, we all need to be um, uh, aware. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that really goes a long way. I mean, this is like, hey, this is who I am. This is what we do. That's right. Welcome. Enjoy that's your right. night. That's and right. it could be something as simple as that, or it could be, you know, depending on what you're going, on, going for. Well, that's but, right. And I would say, John, it's welcome, connect with what we're doing, connect with each other. Let's all celebrate that we're here together. You know, we're putting down our devices. Maybe you want to take a photo mm-hmm. of what's going on. But we're here in a live moment because live anything isn't replicable. Yeah, Netflix is great in our own living rooms, but a live performance, a live conversation with an artist in front of his or her work in this gallery for free, yeah. you know, live yoga experience on the labyrinth outside, 
live right. class. I mean, this is you can't replace that. Well, I, I, I would jokingly say for a musical performance, I'm sure there were some plenty of people that were recording the UB40 show in spite last, of our request la, last <laughs> night. And I, my question to them is: So when are you going to watch it again? Exactly. You know, it's, it's just know. it's just not going to. One of the so, greatest shows I ever saw, and I wasn't here. Unfortunately, it was at the Lincoln Theater in D.C. It was Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders, oh, yeah. and she had a no no photographing mm-hmm. you know rule and everything else. And she stopped mid song. She said, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, way too many cameras up here." Put him down. Put him down. I'm not a diva. She says, I'm too old. I'm too haggard. I've lived the rock and roll lifestyle. I can't afford to be a diva. I said, mm-hmm. you, she goes to the guy in the front row. If you play your cards right, you might go home with me tonight, okay? <laughs> uh, I said, what I'm doing is live in the moment. Live nobody, the moment. nobody does. I mean, right. you're living your life through a screen mm-hmm. and you're missing all all of the other things that are going on around you. Well, that's right. And the, it's living that, the precious present. It goes back to that concept, our precious present. You know, when we had the video art exhibit, I talked to Tom Stoner and Kitty, and the whole concept that that was all about nature, about being able to actually immerse yourself in video art that was inspired by nature. And the irony of that is that here at Maryland Hall, you can put your device down and connect even through technology, right? even through video art, into something that really enhances your soul. And, and you, you can do it with other people. So this, this is, people crave being in community with each other. And the other aspect that's new about Maryland Hall is that we're really convening people together and engaging them in inspiring arts experiences. We, we have had successful decades of providing art. And now that's not going away. We're, we have a lot of art to put on display, a lot of art to present, but it's that and. It's that and when you come, engage in the art. Engage together in what you're doing. Experience the, a radical welcome when you get here from our volunteer ushers. Right. Really be happy. You know, free parking, easy to find, easy to get to, clean corridors, historic building, but then some very new aspects as well and new and new classes what we hear from people who take classes because everybody everybody's curious about well how do you get engaged in glass fusing glass is very popular we've added a new glass instructor we've expanded the program drone photography i mean a lot Mm -hmm. of new stuff right so people are a little nervous well i'm not i don't know how to do this i'm not any good i'm not creative you're just as nobody is. Nobody is. I mean, right? Nobody is. And I always say, if I can do it, anybody can do it. But the idea that we're here together in this class, all trying something, then we start talking to our neighbor. And the art becomes the universal language. The art is not the only aspect of what's going on in that room. It's the connection. True. And it's strengthening community by being coming together. How did we get started 40 years ago? Five wonderful people, including two still living, uh, Ellen Moyer, former mayor of Annapolis, and Joanne Scott, just a master watercolorist, came together to say, we need a place for artists to work. And they were, as, as Joanne would say, they were looking for a few studios, a few rooms they could turn into studios, and they got a 75,000-square-foot building. How, how, how did, do you know how the building was actually acquired? I mean, now the school district still owns the building, Absolutely, correct? yeah. The school district still owns it, so the ownership hasn't changed. But it's a wonderful public-private partnership, one of, I think, most successful in our region. And it, it requires the support uh, and the partnership of everybody, both donors, individual corporations, foundation donors on the private side, and then we've got private teachers, but then we've got the public piece of the ownership and the partnership uh, from Anne Arundel County and also the school board. How did it come about? I mean, I, I know that 
Mike Bush um, was instrumental in, I want to say, the formative years Absolutely. Of, of Marilyn Hall. And his yeah, wife, Cindy, had been on the board over for Over 25 e- years, years. Mike has been was involved here, for sure. Um, and the, But going all the way back to 40 years ago, it's uh, from what I understand, it was just the way that these artists approached the school board so that the building wasn't going to get sold, the building wasn't going to get torn down, it wasn't going to get turned into condos. And they were able to work out a wonderful lease arrangement. And then uh, Linnell and others went, Linnell, you know, my predecessor, obviously, Linnell Bowen, and others went for the historic easement with the Maryland Historic Trust. So this outside and inside, we say, is protected and supported by the Maryland Historic Trust. And that does limit a few things, what we can do in terms of changing it. Sure. But it's a, it's a, another great partnership. I'm just looking at the dates and stuff like that. We, so we're talking about 1979, which is probably a year or two after Annapolis High School. Oh, it's absolutely tied to open up. So I mean, the timing. This this was being vacated as being a high school. Oh, absolutely. So Annapolis High School, the new high school, got built over on Reva Road, and this was empty. Yeah, and what was going to happen to it? Right. So this was surplus at that time. Sure, for the school board, definitely. What do we What do we do with it now? Yeah, and I thank goodness for the vision of these five people, and also the founding board and the founding supporters to get it going, and to take it from an old high school to actually where it is today and where we want to go now in the future. It took well, a lot of work. Well, I know when I first moved here in late night, in the late nineties, it was a, I mean, we had, we had the, the resident companies, which mm-hmm. you've got the Annapolis opera, you've got the Annapolis symphony, you've mm-hmm. got ballet theater, Maryland, right. And, and then live um, arts, uh, Maryland. And, and live arts, mm-hmm. Maryland, which yeah. is the, the corral. Uh-huh. It used to be just pretty much like an incubator for artists. When I came down, interesting. Uh-huh. You know, there would be an artist, and I, I would know that uh, Josh Cohen, former Josh Cohen's uh-huh. mother, used to have a, right. have a studio. Right. Um, Phyllis Avedon mm-hmm. had a, had a studio there, and and, and she uh-huh. could create within there. And then when they decided to move things up, and it was time to move on and freshen it up. And there was always the big dust up in there, like, how dare they oust me and, and so on. And I'm sure that they were paying a song and dance, if anything, to be here. And they obviously offered some classes. I mean, and it's, it was typical, okay, let's do pot turning. And uh, and now I, I, we formalized the, you know, the artist in residence program, which is really what you're, tra- you're describing mm-hmm. a little bit of, is, is foundational to our core, given how we were started. And so what we've done is we've formalized that more. And we have a whole application procedure uh, for picking. We have a committee that actually—I don't pick them. We have a committee that okay. picks who who actually. So we got to pay a whole committee for this. Comes. No, we, we can't just pay you. We, we don't we, pay them. We don't. No, pay no they're not taking any kickbacks or anything. Like that. <laughs> and definitely no. not. Definitely <laughs> not. And you know, we're part of the arts district. So the artists who actually pay a very, very modest fee for their studios here get a tax credit right. uh, to be able to do that. And that's important because studio space, look at what wonderful things that happened to West Street and our whole city. But that's the rents have gone up, right? Oh, so absolutely. It's, so it's hard for artists, whereas ours are really affordable. It's a nice space, good light. And we have now uh, about five different artists in residence, plus some house artists. Jay Fleming is here as a special Jay partner. Is great. He's great. His pr- his printers here. He creates here. We have um, other artists, Harley Hope, and then our in addition to Elizabeth Kendall, and you know just a, a great group of people who are right up there on the third floor. The third floor is now alive all the time with both artists working classes, music. Uh, it's, it's got a whole new feel to it. So we still absolutely have that asset program. 
Well, the, the building is, and you've come a long way since that time. I mean, I know mm-hmm. in Arts Alive, which is your signature fundraiser every fall, I remember when Arts Alive 1, I believe, came out, and you're probably, what, at 20-something? 20 21. At, at this 21 point. 21 now. And actually, this will be the first event of our 40th anniversary year, big celebratory event. We've got concerts like UB40 right. for our 40th year. Right. They're celebrating their 40th oh, year. Oh, I never picked up that whole 40th uh, thing there. Let me help you out with that. There you go. I <laughs> yeah. didn't even a, pick up on that. There's a good theme for the whole season this year about 40 we're going to have 40 artists under 40 i mean it's it's going to be it's great you know it all sorts of things we're going to be doing Ooh, now, now now i got to so look on that that's this okay is a 40th interesting anniversary celebration for arts with arts alive mm-hmm. even though the event is not 40 years old but right they're celebrating right our 40. But, I, but i remember the first yeah. arts alive that was for uh, to replace the windows in the front of the building it and always that benefits was, something yeah. that was that was the money that they needed and and the windows were replaced i mean the the mm-hmm. community has really gotten behind this organization we're very grateful um and, and the organization has also really gotten behind the community as well I'm so glad i mean you say that we feel very I, I particularly feel passionate about that we have to be out in the community forming partnerships forming some new partnerships that we haven't had before and that's taken hold and we've got whether it's with the boys and girls club of annapolis or we're not just maryland maryland hall is outside these walls as well as inside mm-hmm. these walls and we're, we're out there talking to people i was honored to be on the city committee and still working on the city doc plans and we've got to be partners yeah you part of that committee of 100 committee of 100 okay (laughs) (laughs) still honored to be asked and you know it's interesting because i think that people people are pleased to see maryland hall out there it's been a few years to see that we're really visibly connected. A great example of that, John, is our outreach program, which we call ArtReach. And this is primarily for children. There are also seniors in it, but of limited means and who are really part of a high-risk or higher-risk population. Maryland Hall is centrally located to most low-income and public housing in this region. We're mm-hmm. only within five miles. Now, five miles is a long time, a long way if right. you don't have transportation. So we're really committed to reaching out. But these are our partners. And so what can we do to engage, engage with the community and really help, as we say, heal, inspire, and empower uh, the kids who go through our outreach program, particularly, for example, Jovenas Artistas. And that's a powerful program where the kids stay in it up to seven years, for example, they come in in middle school, they go through high school. Some we even have alumni now mm-hmm. who come back. They help with the program. They don't want to leave it. And we've got we've got kids. I, I'll, I'll show you some things. Zaneda Sanchez says this program saved her life. She's now at Anne Arundel Community College. Right. Yeah. And this is a little hidden gem that people don't really know we're doing that is totally supported by private contributions. You know, about $100,000 a year. And Arts Alive has supported that program in the past, too. And how we're reaching out to a couple thousand kids and engaged with them. They, they painted, um, maybe you saw the BG&E Transformer Power Square box. box, right. Kids were out there. I'll show you some pictures of it. I'll come up with them, but okay. out there painting them. Uh, and, and it was really heart, not only heartwarming, but really important for the kids to be involved in that activity. I know you've done some programs with the kids. I know the, uh, we'll say the ugly boarded up windows on the backside of the, of the high school Thanks for are, noticing. <laughs> are, are, are beautiful murals now. And I know that you worked with um, Future History Now and Jeff Huntington. We did. We did. Do you Bates. know how that came about? I was standing over there getting a tour of Bates with the, the terrific uh, principal and his staff and learning more about what we could be doing together. And I looked back at Maryland Hall and I said, 
that has to change. That, 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 that has <laughs> to change. And like... let's get the kids involved. So Jeff and also a whole bunch of teaching artists, every panel had a teaching artist. Mm-hmm. And we brought uh, Tola and Jeff and Deontay Ward. You know, we're very involved with uh, Black Wall Street. Right. And, and then the kids. And it, look how gorgeous it turned out. It's, it's beautiful. It's it, a great It throws example. great color out to the back of Maryland Hall. It does. Um, which is now doubling as a second main entrance, if you will. It is. It's beginning to. Yeah, um, it and it's, it also certainly brightens up the view from Bates, which sits down the hill behind us. And I think that's the most important aspect of it, um, is to enrich and with Bates lives. being with Bates being the magnet art school. Mm-hmm. For in, middle school. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the area, to be mm-hmm. able to turn around and, and, and see art. Well, that's right. And we've always had a strong relationship with Bates, really helped get the whole PVA program going. Mike Bush was very involved in Mm -hmm. founding the PVA program with the schools. And uh, we still have uh, important representation on our board from the schools. And we really believe, you know, it's it's about partnership. I'm, I'm a huge believer in collective impact. We all need to be working together. Let's stop duplicating resources. Let's work together to actually have a greater impact on our whole community. And this is, we think region-wide, you know, this is about, yes, county, yes, city, but beyond that, it with some of these programs, whether it was last night's UB40 or Melissa Etheridge coming up, or or, uh, hopefully some pretty exciting ones uh, as well next, uh, after the first of the year. Those like attract who? from, I can't tell oh, you. Oh, come yet. on. <laughs> I'll call you and let you know when the contract signed. Let's just say Lucinda Williams that's coming up because she's a big draw. Right. You know, last time I saw Lucinda Williams was over at Ramsed, but the following is so large. And, you know, she has this incredible jazz voice. Right. Her voice is an instrument like no other, I think. And she's coming here to Maryland yeah. Hall. That, that partnership with Ramsed is very important to us. That's, that is an audience development programming partnership. Well, it really, it really is because, I mean, you also, you know, certainly it has to do with the improvements that you've made here to Maryland Hall that makes it attractive to Ramshead. Sure, um, sure. But, I mean, you know, now you've got the ability for Ramshead to, I want to say, go after some, I, I hate to say A-list talent because that makes it sound like the... It's not a list that's performing there at, on People stage. People have but a wider audience. That, that yeah. would have a wider draw yeah. and, and whatnot to be that's able right. to. I mean, yes, I can sell out a room for 300 without a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is somebody that can sell out an, a, an auditorium of 800. That's right. Is that what Our, you're 850? 720 now. 720, okay. 720 now. Once we, and then we're, gonna, we're headed to renovate the balcony, which really needs to be renovated. Mm-hmm. And we're headed for a whole Act 3 part of our future, which is the continued renovation, right. refurbishment, and new construction of this next phase. Right. And, uh, By the way, the balcony is my favorite place to see things up there. It's, you know, it's got great honest. sight lines. I'd like to get you a little more leg room. So our, yes. our plan is to renovate the balcony. We'll probably lose a few seats up there in order to yeah, get leg our room, guests. Leg, leg room can work. Um, <laughs> and, and I will say the renovation down in the auditorium did give it a lot of extra leg room. It did. As, They're as great well, seats. Is, uh, and the acoustics nice. are excellent. We're going to enhance the acoustics a little bit more for, we've got to for the louder acts. It's really a well-tuned room for classical music. And it's it works quite well for spoken word and film. Um, it can work even better for rock and jazz and popular acts. So I've seen some really good shows that... Uh, untraditional shows that uh, 
That's great. You know, the the ballet and the, uh, I've seen the ballet and the symphony and the, and the opera. I'm not a huge opera fan. I mean, I'm un, un, unapologetic. I've tried it. I just, it's, right. it's, it's just, just not my thing. But incredible that's, diversity of programming um, that we're offering. Um, but it's, it's just fantastic what you've got. And then you sit there and see, I saw, I guess Dennis, it was, a, I don't know if it was Dennis Young, but Sticks, the yeah. Remnants of Sticks was yeah, here. Yeah, that's right, and, uh, the Remnants of Sticks. Um, uh, Art Garfunkel came um, back. Yeah. Pretty incredible. And, you know, we, we underwrite um, the resident company programming because some people would say, well, but if they, you know, why are we presenting art that can't uh, fund itself? And my feeling very strongly is it's our mission to present art and ticket sales will never cover art. So we actually use our resources to help underwrite all okay, four of so those resident companies. And you know, World Artist Experience, we've got two other major partners, Naples Film Festival right. and World Artist right. Experiences. All of those programs for World Artist Experiences are free. Are free, right. And yet we still have class. And they're, they're bringing in the musicians and the dancers and the that's performers right. and whatnot from then, all over the world. That's right. And then we provide the, the facilities right. and, and manage those for them and help them. So when you do a, yeah, a, 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 paid, a paid performance like UB40 mm-hmm. um, or Melissa Etheridge or you, that profit provided that there is profit. <laughs> it's it's a risky business. I mean, when you, when, when, you, when you book, but it, that will go to help support. It's, it's one way to look at it though. I got to be honest with you. Um, it usually it's a break even proposition. Mm-hmm. I always say, let's not lose money on our programming risks. Let's at least break even. And then let's bring in the underwriting, the sponsorships to help those shows do better. Sure. So we rely, for example, for, our um, free and reduced and low-cost programming, and then our resident company and partner programming, we rely on contributions and right. grants to help support them. But I've also got to think, when you throw on a show like UB40 again, and we keep going back to that just because it's the most recent one we're recording this, but you, you've had, you've had a, a sellout auditorium of 729. I don't know whether it was, seven, we'll say yeah. 700 people. You've got to imagine that 300 of them have probably never been to Maryland Hall or haven't been recently. That's exactly right. I usually, you know, you've seen me take the poll. I always say, who's new to Maryland Hall? You know, welcome. Yeah. I, I love that part of it because um, it does and, attract and, a lot and, of new and people. And they're hooked. They're, they're looking at the art that's on display on the wall. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the Martino Gallery. They're looking at the Cheney Gallery to see what's there. That's they're right. just sort of roaming around. Maybe even marveling at the, you know, oh my gosh, this is like a flashback to the bathrooms in elementary school and the, you know, the old... <laughs> we can't change you know, the bathrooms. Um, you know, with the, with the old radiators. <laughs> but we're going to improve the, them. We're going to uh, improve them. You know, and... Uh, and just the wonderful things that that you've done. Now, I will say that you're sort of like that politician that got elected after the project's already been awarded. You get to cut the ribbon on. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. There are a lot um, of people came before me to do a lot of hard work. And yeah. on the expansion that we've done, I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about this as, as we've moved from the past into the present. Mm-hmm. A huge expansion on the backside, and and. You know, I don't want to sell you short because, I mean, I know that it was in the works before sure. you had come. And oh, you, absolutely. You had, you had the privilege and the honor to, to, to cut the ribbon and have that first show go on My, my job, John, was to bring it in on time and on budget. And it was a very tricky year, <laughs> my first year, because the site conditions were a lot of unknown things, a lot of delays in that project. No question, Linnell, the campaign committee, a lot of people worked hard to raise the funds for it, and we couldn't have done it without that. So sure. I'm very grateful. Shovel went in the ground. Uh, construction fronts went up right before uh, Linnell's retirement, and then... 
the torch got passed and it's like, okay, it's yours to pull off. Right. And we did. And good team around here. And now, uh, and that production wing, can you imagine? No loading dock, no freight elevator before that product. No gas line. We were, you know, we needed gas heat. Think of the efficiencies. New HVAC systems. We paid for those. Well, I had so, heard that, I had also heard for years that uh, several of the resident companies, namely the ballet and I guess probably the opera that would require sets. Oh, I know. They were coming up the front um, front entrance. Just they're, they're basically saying, you know, this is the biggest pain in the ass place oh, to do, to do it here for two it's weekends impossible. of shows um, without right. that. That's right. And, and they were, you know, actively looking for something else. I mean, certainly, sure. um, you know, is there another place we can do this? Right. That's a decision they needed to make. And obviously that's a yeah. decision that Marilyn Hall needed to make to what can we do to help these people out? But that's I mean, right. you've really, you've really, the first phase of the the renovation, if you will, was upgrading the auditorium. Right. And it was focused on the audience, focused on the guests. Let's let's the first phase needs to improve the guest experience. Second phase was mainly back of house so that we could actually offer more shows, more programming, flip the stage faster. Also, we brought the Bowen Theater online uh, in the second phase. So take a old, tiny high school gym annex and raise the floor 18 inches, totally change the acoustics and the design, and now make it a premiere, put a digital projector in there, make it a premiere spot for film it's a, or chamber music or it's jazz. A, it's a state of the art. It's almost like it a, what, what do they call it? The black, uh, black box theater? Yeah, but it's a black box theater that is more for film, spoken word, and chamber music than it probably is for theater. Right, right. right. But I know that they have um, the Annapolis Film Festival is mm-hmm. uh, this is one of the one of the major venues of the. It it's is the really major where venue. most of the films uh, are with the are big on. audience. Sure, the big That's big right. films are going to be here because you've got the Linnell Bowen Theater right. down on the ba- on the ba- in the basement. I keep wanting to say the basement, but it's on the first floor. <laughs> it's on the first floor uh, on the G level. That's right. But, which is which is a wonderful room. Um, that was a room, that, and I, I will say thank you very much. I was involved with organizing the uh, Wendy Winters PR Bazaar, and you guys were we uh, wonderful it. to work with, too. Dennis was fantastic. And, uh, He's a great guy. You know, it was like, what do you think they're going to charge? I said, oh, I'm going to try to really get them to charge us nothing. And, and, and you really did step up for that, and it that's, was a wonderful the evening. Right thing. Again, that goes into our mission, John, to convene. Yeah, we're, we're about uh, convening and engaging residents and visitors from the whole region together in inspiring experiences, arts experiences that then strengthen community. What you just described is exactly what we are doing and what we'll be doing more of. And, and that goes back to the new Maryland Hall. Where are we at 40? We're strong. We're successful. We're debt-free. We've got good finances. And now we are zooming forward we're going to need a lot of resources to get right. there, sure, right? Sure. Be- because, you know, what they say, vision without resources is hallucination. Right. <laughs> so we've got great vision. Now we need the resources and we'll get there. Well, what is your moving forward? The back of the house improvements that you were talking about were right. a, a double, a, a big, huge freight elevator, which goes to every single level of the, you know, of, of the facility. There are dressing rooms, there are green rooms, there's office space back there for, say, a Full band's management mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. come in there and work. I know Ramshead was very excited to be able, mm-hmm. when they had a large show there, that they could have somebody on site working. That's right. You know, to, you know, any things that would happen to come up. You've got lots double, of storage. Double-decker uh, 
door, you know, a, a, right. so loading door. Uh, lots of places to store props and equipment and sets and, and lights and chairs be. and music stands that all used to have to be stored on stage. There was no room for anything. And now there's now we can push the acoustic shell back. We could Jose Luis Novo from the symphony, you know, the conductor said he couldn't even dream of having Beethoven's Ninth or the Naval Academy Glee Club on stage uh, before because right. we didn't have either the space or the acoustics to handle it. And we've really, we've invested in making sure we've got both. Question right. for you. Was the pit, the orchestra pit, was that an addition? It was. Yeah. We created it. Yeah. So that was with, when you did the, when you did the audience? That's right. When we did the okay. auditorium the, in act one. So act one was the theater, though we still need to do the balcony. Okay. Uh, and then act two uh, and the stage. There were some really important stage improvements like the acoustic shell. Okay. Still need to do more. We've just switched, for example, to all LED lighting. That was a big investment. That's okay, part sure. of early stage act three. So that was act one, stage and a theater. Act two is back of house, the south wing, which is the new production wing, the Bowen Theater dressing rooms, as you said. Right. And that, for those that don't know, I mean, if you're ever going to something in the Bowen Theater, the life pro tip is to park down at base, walk up the hill, and there is a back entrance in there. It's it's That's very, right. it's it's like a two-story glass entrance. It's very obvious, mm-hmm. brand new sidewalks. It's the best way to get to that space. And it dumps you out right there in the lobby right, right before the Bowen Theater. That's right. So here's another here's a here's a secret that I'm sure you know, but uh, your listeners may not know, is that that's the temporary entrance to the Bowen Theater, that the new North Wing, that is in final design, and that we'll need to raise a lot of money for, sure. <laughs> is going to go. It's a, a companion footprint to the South Wing. It's going to go right to the north. That'll actually be a new North destination North entrance for all of Maryland Hall. Because right now, John, you think about it, the main entrance to Maryland Hall, you have to go upstairs to the second floor. It's beautiful. It's historic. Right. But every other entrance here is kind of a side door. It works well if you know how to get in and out of here mm-hmm. and you know where you're going. But we have an opportunity with this new North Wing that is essential to build. And I can tell you a little bit why that make that a destination north entrance right across from the largest parking lot. Um, probably have drop-off, may even be offering valet parking. Okay. Certainly, when you think about it, there will be driverless cars in our future. So it'll be an opportunity for drop-off there. Right. It'll be a ride-share pickup drop-off spot, too. Then we are, our dream, big dream, is to have a glass bridge on the second level. So you take stairs or an elevator up, glass bridge on the second level to connect to the historic building. And it will be beautiful. And it'll be so important. So this north wing that you're talking about is basically going to mimic, for lack of a better word, the storage wing in the back of the house that you've done. The footprint and the profile. Right. Okay. So Uh that's that's going to be the storage on, as you're looking from the rear of Maryland Hall on the right, this will be on the left. That's right. If you're looking from the So this wing will sit outside of the current building. Right. It'll attach, just like the other one, it'll attach to that, what is the northwest corner of the historic, uh, where the parking lot is currently now. There's some parking lot there now, and yeah. we'll we'll obviously need to accommodate. That. Right. Yeah. Well, we won't lose too many spaces. What's What's your time frame on that? I mean, I know obviously you as soon can't, as we raise the money. Said, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, what what would you what would you like to see? Would you like to see that done in? I'd love five to, years, ten years, oh, twenty for, years. Oh no, I'd love to see. I'd love to get a shovel in the ground within two years. That would be, I think, our dream. What we're going to do with Act Three is that. That, John, that was always part of Act 3, this building. What we did is we added the glass bridge to it because we feel strongly there needs to be a good way to get from 
that north entrance all the way, and vice versa. We get into the historic building and for people who come into the historic building to get over there. In addition, that'll give us stage-level dressing rooms. We have no stage-level dressing rooms. Got to have stage-level dressing rooms okay. uh, for a variety of obvious reasons. It's some more back-of-house support that actually exists in the historic building but has not been renovated for our resident companies and our use back-of-house for props and mm-hmm. wigs and costumes and dance costumes and things like that. And then almost every room in this historic building will be upgraded. And really, again, this is about the guest experience. We want you to be able to come here and have a good experience with the right kind of public space. We've got the galleries on the north side of the second floor. On the south side of the second floor, the main hallway, the main floor for all the public, we're actually going to put in a multi-use room with these gorgeous windows looking. Now we're looking east from the inside east towards the flagpole. A multi-bayed room that can be used, again, for new gallery space. It could be used for pre-concert talks, be used for receptions, gathering spaces for convening groups together. Uh, The county executives, anti-gun violence task force could meet there. It gives us a lot of flexible space, both for the public and the community to use on the floor that is the heaviest used floor. Right. So wow. I'm really excited about that. The other thing I'm excited about is bringing all of the resident companies together in office space that's uh, co-located so that we can convene and collaborate more easily together and really talk and plan uh, seasons years in advance together. Okay. And that's, believe it or not, that's, you know, geography is not our friend in this building sometimes. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know that Valley Theater yeah. Maryland, their offices are in the industrial park. Right. And Diana comes over here mm-hmm. and, and Nicole come over here all the time to meet with us and talk. But wouldn't it be great to run into them in the hallway or and actually start planning the season right, together? Right, right. Yeah. And then they have something. Oh, hey, I... Exactly. Solve that problem right away. You'll, you see some of the new collaboration with our resident companies and even with uh, Maryland Feder- MFA, Maryland Federation of mm-hmm. Artists, with some of our art exhibits that are focused on both visual and performing arts. So we're combining that visual art with the performing arts and the right. creative arts. Um, and I, I love that cross-disciplinary piece. Kind of what we did with Blues at Home. Yeah. With H.C. Uh, Porter's work, who's one of our uh, artists in residence, mm-hmm. and we brought blues musicians up from Mississippi to play on yep. the stage, where yep. she'd also captured those portraits in her big, yep. big work that she did on blues. But I think that I love the way that art in general has really sort of evolved. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. when people of my age, you know, you think art is the stuffy, you know, pictures hanging on on walls in in museums, and and I will say that I probably got exposed to art a little bit more. Uh, when I came to Annapolis, just mm-hmm. more of a, I'll say the bizarre art. There was a, I'm going right. to draw a blank on his name. I'm trying to remember his name, uh, Babington Walker. And I don't know whether he's still here or not. Um, Great name. <laughs> but he was doing a portrait in the window of perhaps 49 West, could have been Tsunami. Oh, sure. Uh, and he was drinking red wine and spitting it out between his teeth to create a portrait of Lincoln. And it was, I'm like, okay, that's really bizarre. This is the same guy that went out on one of the uh, fringe festivals sure. and did another port with blowtorches. And, right. You know, and, and wouldn't it be great to bring that back? Or, or even to talk about art in construction. Have people see what goes in. We often only see the finished product. What if we all learned about what goes into it? What's what are the products that never we never see? The passion that that you exude, as well as you know the artist. I mean, you know this 
these guys aren't making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, they're not, you know, I'm going to say probably Rodriguez is an anomaly that can sell mm-hmm. his blue dog pictures for right. hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I mean, these guys are putting their blood, sweat, tears, passion into it. And, and their own resources. That's you know, right. and, uh, right. you know, I imagine it's sort of like racing horses to a degree. You know, you put an awful lot of work and effort into it and then you hope, hopefully you win one and then it, then it holds you over till the next time. Our artists are creative about how they cobble together a living. And, and I think Maryland Hall has the, is the perfect cultural hub to bring all the different artists together, be they working independently. I don't think people should have to be part of our resident companies to be here and partner with us. We don't want that. So how do we bring the whole artist community together so we can be stronger, both individually and then also for our whole region? And we've got a role in that. I, I, we don't have it defined yet. We want input from people on where should we go with that concept. Right. But why not here? If not here, where? And we should be doing that. And we should be looking at, at the future and, and, again, partnering with the people who care about art and also this community. I, I look at some of the programs that we've held recently. An example would be the Maryland Lynching Project you know, with Connecting the Dots or how we convened that group. We had, th- we had films. We had discussion, panel discussion afterwards. Uh, we're, we're, together we made a commitment that let's write new chapters of our racial history together for this community. Right. And let's face our history, let's move forward, and let's do so. Let's think about how can art help support that. And, I, and we're not talking about art that's just on the walls, sure. right? It's the art of conversation. Yeah. It's the art of discourse. Yeah. You know, the changes that you've, you've made, several significant changes. I mean, you've got, we've got booze nests now for sale here, um, which never happened before. So, I mean, obviously somebody beat up somebody at the school district. No, to say it, was a, you can, it was a good conversation. Um, but they make an exception for a couple properties yeah. were one. Yeah, that, which, which, is, which is wonderful. Never for um, family programs. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think, right. I, th- I think it's wonderful. I mean, that was probably one of the downsides that, uh, not that this is a place that you go and you, you know, you, you get your drink on and get all rowdy and whatnot, but I me to sit there and have a glass of wine to have yeah, a, a, a beer yeah. uh, we have the cafe at maryland even, hall which is interesting okay i want <laughs> i want to talk about that that Good. that that is not uh you don't have you don't have employees working that how about that we've got school children working that and that's a part child labor laws <laughs> <laughs> we call it culinary arts yeah. training <laughs> yeah well, well this this is a a project of cat south that's right it used to be a privately run cafe mm-hmm. um and it had various different owners throughout the years i believe i, uh, I think this is 8.0 i mean i, I, I think brian callahan oh yeah got his start here his first i think he was the first to have a coffee cart here um i know gary amoth had it for a yeah, while and there were so several other people. people and it was really hit or miss it for a period of time and do you know what their common denominator was that we don't have now and and i respect that and we're all business people the motive was different they needed to make money we don't need to make money and anne arundel county public schools isn't in it to make money so isn't it great we've joined together and it's about the kids right and there there's there's a kid that's getting out of high school Uh uh-huh that's right into the workforce that says you know i i built a restaurant right I, you know, I, I, I worked mm-hmm. it, I managed it, I designed the menus or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Um, mm-hmm. de- definitely come support that cafe if you if you get a chance down in the uh, first level first of, level. Mar- of Maryland. And, and talk to the kids behind the counter. They've got great stories and, and ask them what they want to be doing. And- uh, another, another change that I've noticed, you never made an announcement of it that I, that I realized, but this whole... For the creative arts seems to have gone away. Uh, this is no longer Maryland Hall for the creative arts. <laughs> We're definitely are always about creative arts. I would it's, say we. it's important to recognize what do people call us. Okay. People call us Maryland Hall. And I will say, 
on uh, September 6th at Arts Alive, we will have a very exciting announcement that will play into this part of our conversation, John, but I'm not going to tell you any more than that. So uh, come, come, come one and come all, and we'll, we'll make a big announcement of it. Nonetheless... Comcast bought you, didn't they? <laughs> no. It's called Comcast Hall for the Creative <laughs> Arts, isn't right. it? No. <laughs> but we are, we are pleased and honored by their partnership, I will say that. Comcast is great. Uh, Comcast is great. They've been a great partner for a long time. Uh, I think the point is people call Maryland Hall and the and the other aspect is I think you'll see that we are going to be in, injecting the concept of what we are in the arts into our name a little differently uh, moving forward in September and on I can I can give you that piece well per- personally I think it's uh, you know Maryland Hall from the creative arts sounded a little bit stuffy sounded a lot stuffy and a little bit elitist I think people don't know what the creative arts means like what does that mean and I'm with you do you know we won't I, we don't talk about patrons here we talk about guests Mm-hmm. We talk about visitor services, and we feel it's really important to welcome everyone. We are art for all, so we can't be. Which right? has a place for the creative arts underneath that. That's right. <laughs> under yeah, the art we, are, for all. we are absolutely art for all. And so we want to be as accessible as possible and also as specific. And it goes back to what? who are we? We are the region's cultural hub. I mean, isn't that a great image? You know, we're, the, we're the hubcap, and we've got all these spokes of all these different programs and ways to engage in these inspiring arts experiences that truly can change your personal life, can bring your family together, can strengthen our whole community. That happens both right. here and then outside these walls, sponsored by us. You know, as we're engaged around the community, painting you know, electrical boxes in different communities and may hopefully with, involved in City Dock and things like that. With, Without, without a doubt. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I'd love to get, I love the history of, of Maryland Hall. I love where you've grown and, uh, thank you. Looking forward to the North Wing and, uh, holding you to it. Two years. Shovels in the, shovels in the. That's right. Two years. We're going to aim for it. North (laughs) Wing and, uh, and refurbished historic, uh, rooms in the historic building. Really, it's about guest services. So hold me to improve guest services. Radical welcome is what we say. Mm-hmm. Inside and out. And again, I would I would suggest everybody go check out MarylandHall.org. Thank you, John. Because you're going to be surprised. You uh, are. UB40, come on. Get on our, I would uh, say get on our email list. You know, we're, we're all inundated with that stuff, but this is the stuff that will surprise you. You'll see our very high energy blasts that people are saying, wow, I don't want to miss them. I always want to know what's coming up because something exciting is coming up. Right. It won't always be in print because we've got new stuff happening all the time. Right. And if you, if you are a fan and you have a passion for any of the five uh, resident companies, whether right. it be, you know, a, a chorale or a symphony or ballet or opera or So we've got four resident companies plus then the the film festival and then I always say world artist experience and the artists in residence. So Um, we've got ballet, opera, symphony, orchestra, exactly. Or the right. And I mean, if 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 that is a passion for you and you didn't know that it was here, yeah, uh, shame on you. Uh, go to MarylandHall.org, check it out, and and support them. I mean, they you, are they are world class musicians. They are, and you know, one thing you don't want to miss is the opening of our resident company season. You know, we're twelve months a year, so mm-hmm. we've got a twelve month a year cycle. Our resident companies really start in September and pretty much conclude in May. Well, the opening of our whole resident company season, in addition to a lot of other shows, is the Live Arts Chorale with Broadway star. 
Rebecca Luker. She's a Tony-nominated star, and she's got a beautiful voice. Many people say that she's the heir to Barbara Cook or Julie Andrews. Okay. And, yeah, this is, I mean, how great that she's going to be on the Maryland Hall stage. It's kind of how I felt with Denise Graves coming for the opera closer last year. How amazing that she is right here in our own town in this region. Without so that's a, a, that's a not to miss, uh, one of many. You, you talk about Arts Alive as being your fundraiser, but you get all these grants from the state. You get, and, and obviously, I think every nonprofit in the world is hunting down and sniffing grants. I'm still waiting for the mayor's ninja grant store on Main Street or whatnot. <laughs> but, and the resident companies do rely on subscriptions and support mm-hmm. from their audiences, but Maryland Hall in general, I mean, you need, you need money. I mean, oh, I don't absolutely. Wanna... Our funding mm-hmm. model is we're a public-private partnership. So the state helps us a lot with uh, many of our capital projects. But this next Act 3 is going to require about 11 to $12 million to get done. That's a lot of money. And we're grateful that the state is already into this total project of about $25 million to the tune of $9.5 million. The rest has been coming from private support. So it's really private donations coupled with the county, Annapolis City, and definitely the state. Well, and I do want to point out, I mean, you said earlier that uh, you're debt-free. We are. We're debt-free and financially well-managed. If if I'm looking to to cough up a couple bucks here to Maryland Hall, I mean, you're managing the money pretty well if you're you're debt-free. I feel that's an essential aspect of my job. And, in fact, we have a mantra around here that this is not our money. It's your money, John. It's the state's money. It's it's our your listeners' money, and You're we've just a got. Steward. It's we're a steward, and we're a facilitator of philanthropy, and we also have a responsibility to make the best investment with it. So every contract I sign, every every decision we make for an improvement, I always say, is this the best use of the money? Is it going to reach the most number of people? How do we make this place better for? Art for all, you know, our our key mission of what we're what we're doing here. We've got to do that, and we do. And so I'm really pleased. We also have a reserve fund, an operating reserve fund. Right. So if you know if we had a real problem, we could get through it. But that doesn't pay for the day to day. So John, we've got a we've got three million dollar budget, and we've got another eleven and a half million dollars of capital to raise. We have a big campaign on now, and you'll hear more and more about it. And we need everybody to help. I mean, a membership is a great way to engage. Tremendous benefits. It's a great way to get the information, and then you start growing your support there. We did have a, you know, we've got a number of members who jump in at the higher levels right away because they appreciate what we have. But there's an energy here of connecting, of enriching, of engaging. You know, people want to be engaged and come out of their houses and be together at exciting happenings. We have happenings here. We call them inspiring arts experiences, but they're happenings. You don't want to miss it. I do encourage people to get memberships, donate. Thank you. Uh, I mean, if you've got the capability to do it um, and you're not familiar with Maryland Hall, come take take a look at it. I'm sure that you can come knock on Margaret's door and she'll Absolutely. gladly take you for I will always do that. That's why I have my door open and our doors are open all the time. So come visit. MarylandHall.org, you will be surprised. Uh, Margaret Davis, who is the CEO and president of the organization, doing a wonderful job. You, Thank you. took the uh, <laughs> you know, step back when somebody the torch. <laughs> took the torch, the torch that's right. The torch Carried the torch from, I mean, Linnell yeah. Bowen ran this for uh, from the start years. and um, has. I'm so honored to succeed her. She's uh, a, really a driving force between, I would say, her and Ellen Moyer. Absolutely. Um, or two of the driving forces yeah. to get arts recognized. Absolutely. And I, I think it's just wonderful what Marilyn Hall is doing, uh, looking forward into 2020 and beyond. 
It's, it's going to be an exciting next 40 years, and I'm, I'm honored to help launch it. And with your, with your help, we'll so, get there. So, sounds great. I'm not going to be here for 40 we'll years. I'm not there. planning on that one, but you know. <laughs> Me either, but, <laughs> but, I, but we'll launch it together. How there about you go. that? We'll get it going. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special podcast for I Am Annapolis. Please be sure to visit IamAnnapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the I Am Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play.